Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode. Oh, I forgot the episode number. Oh, 243. 243 of a wild pod. Thank you, Richard. 243 of a wild podcast has appeared. The official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com. I am one of your hosts, Jim Biscardi, joined today by Christian Hoffer and Megan Peters. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Hello. Hello. We are here. Boy, yeah. oh boy, do we have an episode for you today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will talk about Power World. We uh, that, we'll get that right out of the gate. We are one thousand percent going to talk about it. We have a million opinions on it. <sighs> hey, I, this is the most excited you're going to hear me sound for a long time. <laughs> Remember all those days and weeks and months I was so excited we, about Scarlet and Violet. It's over. We will get there. I promise. But first, the business. This is a show. All about Pokemon and Pokemon related things. If it's got Pokemon in it, we're talking about it. The games, the anime, the board, you know, whatever manga, we're talking about it. This show uh, is every Monday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can watch us live, twitch.tv forward slash comic book. Best way to support the show is to head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. If we read it on the air, you we will send you a sticker. Or you can uh, ask us a question and things like that uh, on Spotify as well. And so uh, business out of the way. We do the show. The show's in like three parts, basically. The first part is a news breakdown of news of the week. So that way you are so up to date in everything that you need to know about Pokemon. Then we do a deep dive, big topic of the week, big topic this week, pal world for sure. And then Christian hits us with a Pokemon fact of the week, which is everyone's favorite part of the show. Tangents happen all across the board. So just buckle in, get ready and let's boogie oogie. Okay. Let's start with. I guess we can start with the Scarlet and Violet event. Christian, we'll go. We'll go in order this week. Yeah, really, but yeah. We'll, go, we'll go in order. They announced uh, a couple of Scarlet and Violet things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the next Terror Raid has been announced. Uh, it will run this upcoming weekend. That's January 26th through the 28th, uh, and it will feature Fluttermane and Iron Jugulus. Um, so, if you don't have those two Pokemon in your respective Pokemon games, you can get it as long as you have an internet connection. So that is the first part of it. And they're also doing a mass outbreak um, uh, for Scarlet and Violet, featuring the Pokemon Gulpin, Stunky, Skrelp, and Clauncher. Um, And that is, um, uh, I think, all four of those Pokemon are appearing in both games. Which, you know, those are version exclusives. So that that would be the um that that would be the interesting thing there. Give me one second. I'm taking a look just because the news that I read wasn't quite um clear, like super, super clear on it. Uh, I don't know. What come on, where is it? No, it's just not gonna tell me apparently. <laughs> um but anyway, so that's that's the news um, for those. I'll if I have more to share, I will share it when I get All to right. it. <laughs> uh, I did want to put in our uh, semi-weekly PokemonCenter.com update of the week because good stuff actually got added this week. And so, uh, if you have not yet, there are three, technically four, depending on how you count one of them plushes that are almost they're almost must-haves in this sense there is a uh mabostiff plush mm-hmm. a uh graveyard plush and a tandem mouse friends so you get like two for the one 
they are freaking adorable. And yeah, these are the snuggly ones, so they have the the extra floof. Soft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one of these. I have a Mew version of one. Of, well, my son has a Mew version sure. of one of these, um, and and it's pretty cool. Uh, they also have a new light up uh, Blastoise figure, which is pretty neat oh, as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Clefairy yeah. and Teddy Ursa Pokemon Center Squishmallows not sold out. No. Available on the site right now. You can get, and then they added some, uh, some. They did a, a sit and cuties refresh as they do from time to time. They added back uh, a lot of like heavy, big heavy hitter names: uh, Eevee, Charizard, Pikachu, Snorlax. Uh, Psyduck got one as well. That's, there's a Sprigatito one. Mewtwo got added back. So a number of ones that folks uh, have kind of been waiting for a restock on got back uh including a uh, lucario I didn't, I didn't see that one the first time i looked uh, so tons of great stuff this week i uh, i picked up a f- i picked up uh, one or two things i had to pick up the the mabostiff because i just love him so much <laughs> <laughs> fair, uh, fair. and then and then i picked up a psyduck sitting cutie for my kid because now that pokemon concierge is out my kid is number one psyduck fan so you know what surprisingly is still in stock? The Wiglet Pokey plush. <laughs> That's not surprising. I mean, yes, but no. Ten inches of virgin. <laughs> Megan, I don't know if you were in the Discord at all this weekend, but apparently that Gengar's popping up in Walmarts across the country. Well, I guess I'll be going to Walmart soon. Well, I mean, I'm able to leave my house. <laughs> to be fair. Megan and I got got hit by uh, an ice po- snow ice apocalypse uh, in Nashville, so true. we've all basically been like hunkered in, clawing at the walls to to get back outside. But anyway, there is your Pokemon merch update of the week. Let's, um, as a note, oh. just following up, all four of those Pokemon that I mentioned will be appearing in outbreaks uh, in both games. So. Okay. Uh, those are version exclusives coming to each version of the game. So just as a note. The largest Pokemon regional tournament tournament of all time took place last weekend. And not only that, a celebrity of sorts won it. Uh, oh? Not really a celebrity, but, you know, someone well known to the Pokemon, community. Pokemon community. Yeah, yeah. So Charlotte was the largest ever regional tournament, um, especially in VGC. Like I saw that like the, was it just anticipated the, to be the largest, or did it no? It, it happened to be the largest. largest. It, oh. it was the largest ever. Um, be, and part of it is is ba- just based on how um, time. It's a combination of timing wise, qualifications, all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, so more people participated in this tournament than any tournament ever. And wow. the winner of it of the like the masters division, uh, which is you know the the adult division. Um, uh, was uh, Wolfie Click, uh, which, you know, former world champion turned Pokemon personality. Love him or hate him, he won. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people are, uh, you know, he, he's got a big following. It means he'll definitely be going to Worlds. He, he made it to Worlds last year as well. He got, like, eliminated, I think, like, in the first two matches. But, you know, um, you know, the, the interest, the other interesting thing was a lot of new surprising Pokemon made some appearances, um, you know, like, uh, uh, raging thunder or not raging thunder. Um, the Raikou paradox Raikou, whose name escapes me, um, that, uh, had a strong showing as did, uh, Ferragoriff and, um, oh, there's a few, there's, there's a lot of cool Pokemon that made appearances in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the VGC. So it was, it was a good tournament. It was, nice. it was a good tournament, you know, um, you know, and you know, when Wolfie won, you know, Jason Kelsey, you know, took off his shirt and was you know, <laughs> cheering. Um, I'm pretty sure it was, it was a very, you know, fantastic moment on Sunday night. At least I think that's what happened. Right. Of course. That, that's, I, I believe that that is basically how it went down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, next bit of news, a new holofoil pattern for the Ace spec cards. No, this this is actually like the cool thing. Um, so Polka Beach, uh, well, so the, the first um, uh, 
uh, what I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the set names. Excuse me, everyone. If I seem a little bit off, I have COVID. So <laughs> I'm sitting down here uh, in my basement, like in isolation. Um, so uh, Wild Force. To be fair, I told I, Christian he could sit out on this one, but he's so excited for the Pal World conversation. That yeah, he's no, I'm, I'm no, no, so I will be there. I'm so excited for it. I <laughs> two weeks in a row. Um, so Wild Force and Cyber Judge uh, have the A-Spec cards. They're bringing back the A-Spec cards. And uh, it's got this like new holofoil um, pattern. Um, and it, it looks really cool. So the, the big thing is it's a full, even though like, so usually when you have your holofoil card, it will either be if it's a normal hollow foil and keep in mind, these are technically normal cards. Mm-hmm. Um, the, either the illustration will be illustrated or uh, if you have a reverse hollow foil, everything else will be hollow foil. Uh, this it's everything is hollow foil. And so uh, everything shines. It's got like a gold, uh, gold foil to it. Um, mm-hmm. It looks really cool. Um, I'm going to send the link of the video cause it's like nine seconds long to Richard. Um, uh, but it, it's really cool. And so we'll see if it comes out over here in the U.S. Um, I, but, am, I am I don't want to say like shocked. I'm more I'm amazed at like I feel like we have gotten every kind of foil thing mm-hmm. over the course of time. The, and they and we keep getting like new ish kind of either patterns or or ways to apply the foil in ways that I just did, I just don't expect anymore. You know what I'm I'm looking forward to when Pokemon goes so One Piece oh, they the have these, like, at, the, One Piece has these like etched foils. Here it is. Uh, oh, here's cool. mm-hmm. yeah, like that's really cool, and that's just a normal freaking card. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's not a, like secret rare or right, you know anything like that. That's just the card. So that it's all hollow foil. Which is pretty interesting. Um, so One Piece has these like cool etched cards, um, uh-huh. and I think Pokemon has the technology now to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it will be really cool when the etched cards inevitably yeah. come in because we already have the textured foil, but the etched ones are like on a totally different level. They look like embossed. Um, that's like a stamp sort of thing going for it. It's pretty freaking sweet. Can't wait till we start getting embossed foil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last bit of news before we uh, get into our break, only barreling through this because I haven't, I anticipate our next conversation. <laughs> just wants to talk long. about power world. It's just going to, it's going to go be long. That, that's what we're saving our energy for here. Right. Exactly. Uh, uh, Palmo sounds like Mickey Mouse in the anime. What? Yeah. So this, there's a, it went viral last week. It is very week. true. Um, so the you know the English uh, dub has come out, uh, and so Palmo makes its first appearance in whatever episode deb- debuted in the UK, and it's just straight up Mickey Mouse voice. Like so, it's like oh Palmo, Palmo. <laughs> I can't do Mickey Mouse, and I doubly can't do Pe- Mickey Mouse right now. But just imagine Mickey Mouse saying Palmo over and over again. And that's how the damn Pokemon sounds like. It's freaking amazing. Like, I love just, it. just absolutely whoever voice directed the dub and just said, you know what? Don't make mouse squeaky noises. Make Mickey Mouse noises. <laughs> A plus, you deserve an Emmy. Um, I uh, love it. All right. Well, there you go. There is the news this week. We're going to take a quick 60 second break, to pay for the show. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about why you're all here. We're going to talk about Pal World. We'll see you in 60. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your 
time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right. Welcome back, everyone. First, we should set the stage. What is Pal World? Pal World is a new game. That it, well, it's not it's technically not even a full game. It is a game that is in pre early release. Is that, what that, is that the term? Early access. Right. And so it it is uh, technically quote in beta, which I know because it's the screen I couldn't get past all weekend. So I didn't get to play, but I watched a lot of it. And I guess the word first got out about this game a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, immediately everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Pokemon with guns. And even today it's, oh, my God, it's Pokemon with guns. And it raised all kinds of questions. No one had any idea, like, what this game was going to be about, what, like, the, you know, what it was going to be outside of, oh, my God, look at the Pokemon guns. And then immediately from the get go, everyone was like, uh, there's a decent amount of problematic things with, with this game. And to be fair, those criticisms are valid. We will go through some of them. There is a, uh, there's a lot of things that like have me scratching my head being like, how did they get away with this? Where is the Pokemon company kind of in all this? But at the same time, I think the best way to explain what this game is, is like, what if, Pokemon and Ark had had a game baby, and this is kind of it. Yeah, what, it's probably yeah. the best what, way. What if I can a game exp- developer said, instead of coming up with my own game loop, yes, I'm just let me just take two Ark games right. and then integrate it with Pokemon. Which you know, right. to be fair, is what the CEO straight up says he likes to do. I don't right. come up with his. He literally has a quote. That basically says, I don't come up with original game ideas. I come up with whatever I think. I take whatever I think is popular and then I make it. Yeah. And so that is that is what right. we got. So Pocket uh, Pair is the developer. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go through a bit of it, a, a bit of some of the, you know. Oh, hey, it's Gyarados. <laughs> some of the concerns and stuff that the CEO has said uh, prior. Uh, real quick, we'll go through kind of general thoughts, and then and then we'll oh, kind of go from there. Know? You're at the top, so I guess you'll you'll start us you'll start us off. Uh, well, I mean, let's let's run down like the you know the, this is I'll, I'll be 100 percent honest. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed about how um, uh, game media in general has treated this this game. Um, so after all the talk about generative AI, uh, all the talk about, you know, respecting artists and all that stuff. Um, this game comes out and it's, you know, not only, you know, it, it, it's not even a blatant ripoff of Pokemon. It literally uses Pokemon assets within its game, probably mashed up through AI. They only had one designer, uh, like, you know, uh, like art, uh, uh, character designer for this, uh, who apparently came up with all 111 species of all on its own. Um, there, there are literal art assets that are ripped out of uh, Pokemon. Like that, that's literally Lucario. Um, uh, and you know, it's disappointing in that in the past, you know, there's no evidence that AI was used in Power World. No direct evidence, you know, um, but. The, this this company, the company that makes this game, literally came up with a game that was just generative AI in the past. It, it used a generative AI stuff, and after all the talk about all this, I I just you know you know, and this is no knock on anyone who chose to play it. It's it is what it is. Um, but you know, I'm just really disappointed that you know more of the talk about this game has not surrounded you know basically the incredibly problematic 
designer of this game and also what appears to be blatantly plagiarized um, art. Yeah, I mean, there are definite models right. in here that are like, uh, I mean, I mean this is, this is, and this is like the thing. It's like, this is gross. Uh, right, so, but we do have to walk back some of the declarative statements here because we do not know for certain that AI has been used on this game. Pixel, the pixel art company that does this, does have a history with really sketchy AI stuff. So we cannot say that right now. A massive interview was just released through Node in Japan that's currently being translated by various actual translators, not game media translators, but translators try to get a better idea of how the art here was sourced. Is this incredible? I mean, yeah. These are Pokemon. Do you, you look at their rigs? They are incredibly similar. I mean, yeah. you look at these interviews. The the people who worked on this were a bunch of 20-year-olds who couldn't get work in the industry in Japan. They were rejected by a lot of companies because they didn't have experience. So basically, this company brought them in and said, let's do this to mash up something that is Monster Hunter meets Pokemon meets Ark meets, you know, whatever this kind of basic survival crafting game is. Uh, in terms of the AI stuff, it has been so full of misinformation online. There, It's just such a hotbed right now. There's no right. definitive statement. We just don't know yet. We know that they've used AI in has used AI in the right. past. We know they have used it in the past. That is 100% confirmed. But right. for Power World, we do not know that. And mm-hmm. I am the biggest hater of AIs. And, and I will be the first to dissent and rise amongst the ranks when that happens. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know that. As right. for basic plagiarism, plagiarism with the Pokemon, right? Yeah, I mean, you look could at just be models. someone with no imagination said, "Can I?" No, 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 right. Right. come on! They literally know. use art assets. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, oh, sorry for dropping the f bomb, but they literally stole AI assets here. There, there's, there. You can't say like, "Oh no, it's not plagiarism." This is like Greg Land tracing adult videos and selling it as an issue of Fantastic. Oh. Right. The plagiarism um, sure. isn't the issue here. This is most definitely, I mean, it is. You're looking it at it. It is an issue. They <laughs> are, it is. It is absolutely an issue. Uh, the AI situation, that is still very much in flux. But in terms of plagiarism, when you strip these things down and you look at their rigs, yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah. They're, they are They are maybe two points of contact in the, the rig from being exact replicas. They're just probably just different enough in the rigs that, you know, would prevent any legality issues if any pop up into the future. Um, But you look at these, these monsters and, and I mean, there's Wooloo right now. It's a sheep. You mean lichen rock. I mean, you, you can't deny that. And, and we'll, we'll say, you know, just because, you know, what we are saying in terms of plagiarism versus inspiration, because Pokemon, you know, you know, we're, we're Pokemon also has been accused of plagiarism well, many times. There, there's requests. a big difference between inspiration and literally tracing and copying yes. art assets. There is right. a very, very distinct difference there, which is you know, and that's like a, something that's been driving me nuts about the the discussion of this game. Yeah. That there's like some willful like obtuseness about it. It's like, oh well, how is this different from like um you know not not to pick on you, Bruce um. But like Tyranitar versus Godzilla, it's like, well, Tyranitar was clearly inspired by Godzilla. But at the same time, the designer of Tyranitar didn't literally copy Godzilla's dorsal fins from a still image of Godzilla and put it into the game. That is that is the difference there. There is a very distinct difference between inspiration and plagiarism. And this game literally crosses the line. Yes, I, I will say in, in in conversations online, it's 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 kind of it's interesting the way that you get in between like DC and Marvel characters and the way that they slip slip slop different kind of archetypes and characters. Yeah. You look at you know right. Aquaman, that's, you look at Namor. I mean, there's that's kind of similar inspiration feedback. You yeah. look at Pokemon before there was that there was Dragon Quest. You look at some of those original yeah, yeah, Dragon yeah. Quest monsters, and there are places where it is so incredibly blatant not that they plagiarized but that they just mashed up two dragon quest monsters put them together and that's the pokemon we got uh, especially in gen one and gen two you know they didn't go so far as that they were you know putting the picture down and tracing them and then just giving it a new skin in pokemon but they just would mash up two things incredibly similar to the point that pokemon has been accused of 
you know, milder forms of plagiarism with Dragon Quest. That's not the case really anymore. Pokemon has its own stuff and own issues to deal with. Pal World is definitely more blatant with its rigs and taking them, moving a few points, and moving forward. I think that's one of the the more wild aspects of this in the sense that, like, there's... Sure, it looks like you know the they were kind of on a shoestring budget, maybe, or on some kind of limited. Yeah, budget. their budget was like, about six point seven million dollars. Oh, so like, so nothing. Replace all of the pals in this, and like with original designs. And, and I don't think we're having like I think I don't think we're yeah. having the same conversation. The, yeah, we started this conversation off really hot with the, with the trigger <laughs> points of what yeah. are the people who are pro and against this game talking about? Are they talking? I mean, this is the hot button issues uh, with the game right now. Plagiarism, generative AI, you know, fighting against the misinformation about AI, pointing out the very real concerns with the plagiarism aspect um, and ultimately, you know, setting forward the conversation of, you know, is this game trying to just be like a Pokemon game, which I would say in absolutely no way, shape or form. It is. This is not trying to be a Pokemon game when you, I mean, (laughs) the advertising of Pokemon with guns has done more for this game than, and I mean, I, then I think even the, the company itself, the game developer could have, could have imagined because of all the publicity it's given. Um, But, Fundamentally, this game is a crafting survival game a la Ark. I mean, that is, is, yeah, and I love this. It is a base building, you know, game. It reminds me of Monster Hunter. I mean, in parts, it reminds me of Breath of the Wild with crafting mechanics. I mean, it's it's a really great sandbox game that just happens to have, instead of Ark and having dinosaurs, you know, we have these kind of cute characters, which look a lot, a lot, a lot like Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So that, is one of the biggest things that, uh, in terms of misinformation, having put in, uh, you know, I'm only level 22 at this point, but like, it it, it has very much surprised me uh, seeing how the mechanics and the the mythos and vision of this game work in comparison to Pokemon titles. Here's the thing, from a pure game mechanic standpoint, the game is really fun. Oh, I love it. From a a pure game, like it, I don't, I can't tell if it's because for me, at least generally these types of like crafting survival games, et cetera, generally are, I, I'm not super into, I only recently got into it with, and I play, I play mine, uh, Minecraft with my kid. And to me, that's a, different in and of itself is a baby step into it sure and then but like you know but then i took another baby step with lego Fortnite, and that you know that's been a lot of fun and things like that but like i i never got into valheim i never got into like any of those other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. big survival crafting kind of games and it feels like a new one of those is like comes out a week and this is just another one of them uh so craft, you know, so Pal Pocket Pair kind of has the um, it had the advantage of this isn't their first game that you know yeah. heavily features a lot of the source stuff. They also released a you know Zelda knockoff called Craftopia mm-hmm. um, that you know which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware of that game. It, yeah, it, like it, it mm, not good. Yeah, and so and that one is you know literally uh, just a cheap knockoff of you know Zelda you know, like Breath of the Wild, um, and you know they you know they they kind of like learned some lessons from it to make you know you know they they took some lessons that they did for and they mashed it together with Ark and you know the the thing was is what you know I I saw about this is that you know our you know with with Pal World the the they they have figured out like what worked in the gameplay loop with Ark, you know, and paired out all the unnecessary stuff. Correct. Um, because playing Ark is essentially having a full time, if not, I mean, if not like full time, then a part time job. And yeah. like I wanted to love Ark so much. That was a game when I first got my PC gaming rig that I was so excited to play. And it was miserable. It was a miserable slog that I feel like has been pared down 
mechanically speaking, in Pow World very well. Yeah. Now, you know, and so that that's the thing. It's like, you know, when people when people talk about th- this game is probably closest to like maybe like Arceus in terms of like oh, very a, much a, so. of, of gameplay loop. You know, this isn't a Pokemon game. And and I think mm-hmm. that is what people kind of, um, you know, forget. Uh, you know, Pokemon is closer to JRPG than, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a survival crafting whatever this game this this game is a more popular newer hotter trend you know mm-hmm. survival games are all the rage and they have been right. for for a few years yeah. uh, and that goes back to you know you could make an argument that you know Zelda Breath of the Wild was a survival crafting yep. game because it was it's just um you know but um you know you know, and, and so that's like where everyone's like, "Oh, well, this is such a better Pokemon game." It's like it's it's not a Pokemon game, guys. Uh, no, like, it's, I mean, it's, like, it's it's got some elements to it. Yeah, sure, it's got cute fuzzy animals that were literally you know copied and pasted from Pokemon. Um, and like it, it there's you know, Game Freak tried to do a survival crafting game with Arceus to some extent, but well, you know, I mean, this game feels well, like Arceus on steroids. Right. Well, I mean, that, this this game feels like I'll say. Because I was the biggest proponent of Arceus, that w- that is still the Pokemon game that I continue to go back to, because as we all know, my feelings of Scarlet and Violet are just trash. You know, when I look at Arceus, you know, I feel there are those points that it picked up, but it just feel felt like the Pokemon Company did survival crafting light. You know, yeah. just you know, TM light right there. They 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 didn't want to deviate too intensely from their standard situation. They just wanted to add in a couple of, you know, little little sprinkles here and there just to kind of differentiate the fact that, you know, this was kind of a spin out title, you know, for a game like Power World or, you know, games that it takes inspiration from with Vanheim or, uh, you know, Ark, you know, that, that this is their bread and butter is the crafting, is the, the base building, the exploration. Um, so I definitely get... The, the Arceus illusions, because those have been used time and time and time and time again on TikTok and Twitter in relationship to Pal World. Um, but it's just, it is a completely different game once you start putting time into it. Yeah. You don't fundamentally have some sort of tangential interest in base building and survival. The appeal yep. of these cute creatures aren't going to keep you around. Yeah, will wane almost immediately. Time. Yeah, like yeah. it's cool at first, but there's not, there's only like a hundred of these creatures or so in the game. You know, they're they're great. The animation, I mean, all the visuals that has been discussed time and again looks great, even for this being an early access, you know, but it's only gonna get you so far. Um mm. so I, I will I will say that much. But the I will say, despite these animals and these pals, you know, being, you know, obviously more limited and restricted in pal world as opposed to a you know, the breadth that you see of monsters in a Pokemon game, the pals that you use in Pal World are way, way, way more necessary in gameplay. Like you need them <laughs> to build things, to fight creatures, or else you will get eaten. You will die. <laughs> I I do think that, you know, it's like as as i said at the top of this like the the discourse around this game has annoyed me a lot but i i do think that uh what it does show is and i think you know the one thing that pokemon can learn from this um is that there is room to deviate from the traditional pokemon gameplay Mm -hmm. experience which you know arceus you know the the you know arceus was a cool game arceus was a fun game you know, Arceus had limitations in its gameplay loop, and I think part of that was was because of the hardware. Well, well, half of it was the hardware, yes, and half of it was the fact that they still wanted to make a Pokemon game. Right. I mean, if you could make a game like either Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, there's, I I just take no, there's no excuse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was it well it was it was partially because they still wanted to do things like Pokemon battles and they tried to find ways to make the very turn-based Pokemon battles feel a little bit more dynamic and it, but it was a it was a little bit of an awkward marriage and we all kind of just ignored it because it was a fun game. Um but you know the weakest parts of that game were definitely the Pokemon battles in my opinion because you know most of the time you were dodging, you know, like you know like Pokemon were coming to kill you. Um, and then you s- switched over to a turn-based Pokemon battle at random points in time. 
Um, and it was it made for a weird mix. I do think that Powell World shows that you don't need to stick to that turn-based battle system. Yeah. Um, you you can just go full dynamic and still make a, an enjoyable game. Oh um, yeah. You know, and I, I think that is what you know can can be done. You know, what what the big lesson the Pokemon can kind of learn from this. Now, you know, I do think that you know uh, there's there's a there's a few things that you know I I do feel like obligated to mention. One, the season desist is coming. Uh, the, the, I, I, that was going to be my question. Like, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. But it's because the game be hadn't been released. You can't, and and also, you know, there were very even more blatant owls that were yeah. removed from the game that should, were sh- appeared in the trailers mm-hmm. and aren't in the game. And that's because apparently, even like you know, those were the ones that didn't pass whatever Pal World's legal team you know goes through. But the, it's coming, and you know, but more more so, the issue with this is, and I, you know, some of this is. I'm not as familiar with like Japanese trademark and copyright law as I am with the U S trademark and copyright law. But now that this game is out over here in the U S it's, it's coming. Um, They Pokemon has no choice. They have to protect their copyright. Um, And, and there's, there's, there's at least a dozen that are just, it's the, it's the same, it's the same character. Um, It's, it's like, you know, you, you can't blame Disney for going after, you know, protecting Mickey mouse. Um, You know, it's it's just is what it is. Um, you know, I also think that, you know, anyone who tries to say that this is like, oh, this is competition for Pokemon or anything like that. They're just being silly. Um, well, like, I, I, OK, but oh, hold on. Let's like, is it legitimate straight up competition? Is Pal World going to become a franchise and become the next big Pokemon thing? No, probably not. Is it competition in a sense that clearly a lot of people are looking at the pieces of this equation and looking and looking and saying, huh, maybe we can do something like that. Right. And if a other bigger publisher comes along it's like, look, there's no reason you can't do this with monster hunter. Right. They, like, yeah, I mean, you know, right. Like, they, like they I think that something. there are aspects of this that, make the Pokemon company go, well, all right. People have gotten a taste of something like this. Now, is this, does this mean the game freak is going to have to like totally course correct and do, you know, make this? No, absolutely not. But I think it opens the door a little bit when you provide a different kind of experience in a sense that like one of the, the things I like about Pal world and I think I'll enjoy it once I finally get to play it is uh, using the pals to like work with you, right? Like you can give them tasks and have them, you know, mine stuff for you and mine things. Like, I think like that part of it almost at its core is one of the, like the things that make Pokemon so great in the sense, right? Like you, you create kind of that bond a bit with your Pokemon in battles and things like that. And like, you're now expanding like, the minute they let Pokemon follow you in games became like a kind of like a, a game changer in a sense for that game that like now any game that, cause there was a period of time where, right? Like Pokemon yellow comes out and Pikachu is able to follow you. And everyone's like, well, I want someone else to follow me. What the heck? Yeah. And it took yeah. a little while for us to get there, but like, that was, but like, that was a thing. Right. And so I think that there are aspects of this game and gameplay that are definitely going to have to make, you know, game freak and the Pokemon company and Nintendo, whatever go, well, maybe they, you know, maybe they're on to something, not the whole thing, but something. I don't know, me, me and my brain, my, my take on this. I mean, if it has been, been abundantly clear, I love power worlds. It, it yeah. is an incredible. I am addicted to that game. It is incredible mash up of games that kind of creates its own ecosystem, its own game loop that I am very, very, very into. Uh, I haven't been this excited on the podcast in a while uh, <laughs> talking about a game because uh, Scarlet and Violet was trash and it feels nice to have a game that I really like that has cute creatures in it. But Megan, do you think this is a Pokemon game? Do you I think do it's not- sustainable in its current form though right now? Do you and feel so- like you may get bored once you get to the top? I don't currently feel that way because I'm okay. currently level 22. 
And, right. uh, you know, that's, that's kind of paltry in, in terms of what people have ascended to so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am so excited to be off work so I could continue to play. Um, I think barring the issues kind of with the plagiarism, which have to be taken into account, uh, in, in my worldview opinion, I think Nintendo just tries to ignore that this is a thing that's happening, whether we're talking legally or in its ramifications for what Pokemon will do in response. I think there will be no response <laughs> uh, from Nintendo really? and the Pokemon company and Game Freak to this game. No, they're, they're, they are two separate games. They are serving two separate purposes, two separate audiences. They're, it, they're, I, Pal World is not a threat <laughs> to the Pokemon company, especially in a sustained matter. Uh, I think this Pal Worlds game will have its own dedicated fan base, but it's not it's 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 not a threat to Pokemon. The, we the we, we can stop we can stop comparing that those kind of legacies together because but I think they're not. It's, it's the, not a threat. The <laughs> second that Pocket Pair starts selling merchandise featuring these I think that's what it is. and that's when it becomes a cease and desist. Yep. Like they, they I mean, in terms anymore. of the game, I, I do not see Nintendo. And in terms of, you know, me being more familiar with Japanese IP trademark laws, just with what I do for work. I mean, everything I've looked at, they have gone through the, the, the legal system in Japan pretty, pretty intently. Now, if a legal situation spawns up, with you know you know global sure. merchandising something that like that yeah you know yeah. that that stuff might be challenged i don't think ultimately it's going to go anywhere um i in no way shape or form feel like power world is a uh competition to pokemon i feel like they're nice pairs to one another it's i think it's a natural evolution for people who are interested in crafting and surviving uh i'm in no way a fan <laughs> of the developer of this game. They have a lot of uh, questionable practices with, you know, AI art imposter, you know, some things with craftopia, you know, there it's, uh, it's a uh, problematic to say at the very least. Um, but I'm also the, the akin that I mean, even companies like Nintendo started with very shady, uh, un, uncertain origins and, and have ended up putting forward some really great content um, until we get more definitive proof about kind of the generative AI aspect I'm not going to hammer down on that because I'm the world's biggest AI dissenter. (laughs) But in terms of just sitting down, playing this game co-op with my husband on our PC rigs, it's just really fun. It is a really fun game. That's the other piece of this that we haven't really talked about yet, but I'm glad you brought it up, is the multiplayer aspect of this. It's so fun. It Like that... And it works seamlessly. My game isn't glitching. <laughs> well, but like, but, it, but, but like, but like, that's it. But like, that's a, that's a pretty big part of why I think the game has been so successful to in, in the ways that it has is because uh, the multiplayer, I mean, one, the multiplayer works, but this is the kind of multiplayer that, um, scratches the, the nostalgia. Like, like this feels like, the kind of Pokemon game that a lot of people feel that they've wanted for a long time. Now, my, the reason I asked about the the longevity aspect of it is because I watch a lot of Twitch, right? And so, and, and, and for the job, right. I see like a lot of trends and things come and go. And I like, my gut tells me that this will, this game will probably follow the same fate as rust or, uh, you know, Valheim or, or any of those other kind of big, very popular survival multiplayer games get. And like Rust always gets its pops anytime they kind of add uh, a, a new thing to it. But those, the time between that stuff is very, is, is long. And so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see a month from now where everyone is with the game, if people have gotten as far as, you know, they, they have in a month and, you know, does either something else come out? Does another new game come out? I think like, that's the other thing too, right? Like we're getting new games 
so fast, whether like for a whole range of, of like quality, right. From your triple A's to your indie steam games that kind of gain notoriety and stuff like that, that like there are constantly new games to try. And so are there things that Pal world can do to keep the, like, and, and right now it feels like this success has kind of caught them by surprise. Oh, they're oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> so, absolutely wedding themselves. They, they, so they is there. So like, are we going to have to wait? Yeah. Too long. Yes. For an update here. Yes. That's in if that, we get an update. I mean, well, I, that's if we get an update. That's if we I'm, get one, right? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I do not Look, anticipate this, game, this having a long burn. This, this game could be the same burn. fate as Pokemon Duel, right? Like there was a story going on well, and it just disappeared. Well, <laughs> well Pokemon Duel. Well, one already surpassed Pokemon Duel. I had to get my Pokemon Duel in there. One one Pokemon Pokemon Duel, you know, uh was literally just a digital remake of a like figure game that had come out like a decade before. Um also, you know, the 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 big difference is is that, you know, I think that, you know based on this developer's past History. actions. Yes. Um their their plan was probably was I'm going to make this cash grab to fund the next cash grab. Correct. And this cash and grab actually, you know, is the, the it is the cash grab. It, it actually it actually it actually captured like, you know, the zeitgeist well beyond what they were expecting. But like because you know think, that, like, that's the thing. This is this is the equivalent of like you know those like stupid ads that play on like Instagram or Reddit yeah. or anything like that, where it's like you know. And um, imagine one of the, imagine oh, one of God. those actually yeah. becoming popular for half. Right. <laughs> I mean, here's that's the thing. what this is. Here's the thing, and the in you know Note Japan did an extensive interview three days before this game launched in early access, and. So a lot of people are looking back to that interview in terms of trying to get, you know, the information that hasn't been influenced by the hype, essentially, you know, post-release, you know, announcements, statements that that are reflective of the game success. You know, when you look at that breakdown that No Japan did, it is the definition of this team just throwing paper into the air saying, fine, we'll do it ourselves. You know, (laughs) a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing um in a company that already has questionable rather questionable you know business methodologies and you know ideologies going forward there is no way shape and form that they have any updates planned currently i think that if we get updates is because pocket pair does a absolute 180 turn to try to staff itself to continue to do updates with new monsters, with new areas of exploration, with events that happen, you know, multiplayer, single player, you know, it is very much all eyes on them in this moment. And I feel like for, you know, they have two options, longevity, they could reinvest the money (laughs) that they have made because they made this game on $6.7 million and they have recouped that with ease (laughs) at this point um, in trying to, you know, fund something that they can continue to bank money off of, or they just take this money and run. You know, those are, those are the two options. (laughs) Regardless, I don't think this game is a long burn. I think it's, you know, much like the, for me, uh, you know, it's, it is a short sizzle that could be prolonged into something as a more meaningful meal, you know, if the company takes some steps to do so. As the game is right now, and early access, I think it's well worth the money. I've gotten great, great enjoyment out of it. Uh, So that's kind of where I am right now, but it is certainly not a Pokemon game. I compared the sizzle of this to Lego Fortnite. In the sense that, like, look, here's a company that has the money to devote the and the team to devote the resources into making some more of those updates come out on a regular basis. Lego Fortnite was one of the biggest things when it first came out. There were millions of two million at any given time, there were two million people playing the game, right? And now you go log on, you're lucky if there's 20,000 people playing that mode, right? Mm -hmm. Because Everyone basically did what they could, and that was basically it. There was really nothing else to do. And this is like this is coming from a company that clearly has the resources for it. Oh, uh, and you know, so, I don't, 
I, I, I think that, you know, what, what is, you know, kind of looking at this company's kind of like, sure. And, you know, MO, uh, and it kind of, actually, it's kind of funny because a couple of people have like mentioned it in the comments, uh, you know, what, what I think is going to happen here is I think that the folks working for Powell world are going to, you know, the pocket bear yep. is probably angling to get bought by a bigger yeah. company. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I mean, this, you know, that's, this that's, company. that's what, you know, which, you know, I, I think that I, I will say this about, uh, pocket pair and, you know, all the shadiness aside and, by God, there's a lot of it. Uh, they 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 did show that they can make a game, um, yep. and there's something to be said about that. Like, yep. imagine what they could do if they weren't, you know, didn't have to resort to ripping, you know, yeah. And, and that's and that's it, right? Like, yeah. imagine. Yeah. But again, but then like the the flip side to that argument is like, would it have gotten as popular? Would people have been like, oh, I, I still think you could I mean, play I, I a think... game with cute monsters. I, I think, think that's that Megan yeah. really. Then, I think Megan really touched on why this game is popular, though. They they have figured out how to do a survival game in a way that is more successful than all the other survival games out there. Yes. They have taken a genre that people have desperately wanted yep. mm-hmm. someone to do a good job with and done a right. good job with it. Yeah, they blended right. so many excellent genres to make a compelling game loop that uses monsters that you would see in Pokemon. Unfortunately, this game just uses, <laughs> you know, basically Pokemon rigs to create this, you know, to really create an ecosystem in the game where you have to work with your Pokemon, your your pals in this game, they all have different personality types, which really impact like when I'm building have when I'm having my, you know, pals build my camp, I have to make sure that all my motivate all my motivational leaders are the ones leading the building projects, because right. if they're not, and my little penguin guy is the one leading the building project, he runs away and goes swimming in the lake. <laughs> because he because he is shy and cheerful so he doesn't want to do anything he just wants to go be by himself and then nothing gets built you know there's random raids that happen where starving pokemon come and they try to eat your pokemon and you have to kill them yeah. <laughs> right, i mean not pokemon pal see that's how interchangeable it is right like that that's kind of where it's at there are a lot of these gameplay elements you know when i got to level eight you know if you're level if you have like level eight monsters and you know pokemon you're willing to kind of bat up a couple levels because you're pretty you're pretty safe in your knowledge that you're gonna win i went and fought a level 10 deer and i got smoked (laughs) so incredibly hard that deer flung me into the stratosphere and i died right so there's a lot of these elements that make it incredibly compelling in a survival game one, but yeah. also we have those additional monsters that make it, you know, right. Pokemon I think also too, related. the economy of the game is not overly complicated. The, oh, right, it is very like, simple. The way, the way the materials and stuff work, how you, how you, how you level up, how you go through different branches and all that, right? Like all yeah. make. They took the sense. worst part of arc. <laughs> they took all those awful parts and, you know, made it easier. I don't have to sit there and, you know, spend an hour taming all of my different pals <laughs> to make sure they will obey me. But there are level caps and there are yeah. things like that. You know, I have a level 15 dinosaur that won't listen to me. And if I let him lose my camp, he will destroy all my stuff. So <laughs> there's there's some interesting, you know, you know, movements like that. And I'm just level 22. Like I've I've barely dipped my feet into the game, but I do confidently say that i am enjoying this game far more <laughs> uh than i am enjoying you know a lot of things that look like pokemon uh yeah. you know these days yeah. and i play a lot of those and i play a lot of crafting survivor games that's kind of my my whole shtick on pc yeah. games uh so uh again i so, hope they end up finding a way to make this be a long burn um I would say absolutely would be if it wasn't for the specific developer that made this game. (laughs) The only big question mark here is with the developer. Will they hit and run and try to find the next, you know, popular quote unquote situation, or are they going to try to milk this uh, essentially this cash cow for what it's worth? And if that happens, what will it look like? Um, Power world could have just made one of those like, 
billion the different kinds of asymmetrical survival games like dead by daylight or texas chainsaw massacre or whatever right like mm-hmm. uh nope but they want yeah. this one uh, i have one final point and then we'll jump to the uh Pokemon fact of the week. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's one final point and then a bit of information. The, the thing is, uh, I wish the multiplayer on Xbox allowed for larger parties and all of the explanations and stuff that they've given about it have been really super cagey. What is the it's, cap on Xbox? Well, it's four. Okay. Because yeah. you see you can join a server with up to 32 people. 32. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I am I have. So. Yeah. I, I think, uh, but like they... They made it seem like it was an it's an X it was an Xbox choice and not theirs. Or like we we would do it in a heartbeat, but I don't know. So there's something weird there. Oh, they absolutely were. They, they have no recourse. They're definitely <laughs> trying to get server space. <laughs> right, right. And then, but I think the other thing too is, uh, and correct me if I'm I'm wrong, Megan, but in right, all right. So so you need the servers in order to like be able to if to jump back in into someone's server as opposed to like not right so like right now i believe in multiplayer on xbox is like if you're invited to someone's game like you can't get back into their game if they're not online kind of thing yeah Uh, which is which is weird and unfortunate and and whatever but yeah with a server it's more just a community accessible point if you're playing like if you come to join someone's world you cannot join their world unless they are, they are also the playing the game currently. Then there's yeah. also the the aspect that you can form guilds. If yep. so, if you're playing, you know, you know, more quote unquote local with your four people, you know, switching friend codes to be able to play, you know, that's more of a manageable situation as to and if you're on a server, you know, there could be any number of guilds <laughs> in yeah. that server that are then, you know, vying for space, you know, so far playing. On a public server, I've not experienced any intense griefing. That's always the one thing with playing, you know, games like this that I always get super hesitant about after playing freaking Rust. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I I mean, so far there's been very minimal griefing. It's been a really nice community so far. Um, So I, I, I am, I'm in it. I'm, I'm in it to win it. I'm very excited to play this game. Uh, several of my friends have gotten it as well. So we're all hoping that we can, uh, you know, get into a server, get a guild going, make a nice little fort. Um, gotta, I'm determined to kill this dragon. <laughs> I got to finish my playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3 before I even... Oh my God. Well, have fun. I'll see, like <laughs> I'll see you in three months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then uh, I know Calder was asking in the chat, the game is 30 bucks, available on Steam and Xbox, or it is a day one games pass. If yeah, you have game pass on Steam right now. It's, it's a it's a 10% on sale. 10% on uh, sale. I'm sure that price will not last because <laughs> knowing this company, they are going to want it full price as soon as possible. But man, having it on Game Pass... What a brilliant idea. Yeah, that, for sure. That that really, really has helped. Yeah. All right, Christian, hit us with the Pokemon fact of the week. Yeah. So Pengallet, that's the power. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> sorry. I just saw Piplup and just immediately got confused. Um uh yeah, so we're talking about the Piplup family line. Um, and uh the 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 thing is, Piplup sucks. <laughs> Piplup and his evolutions like canonically suck according to the uh the Pokedex. Like Piplup is too proud to eat food given to it. It's like, you know, like it, it is a uh, very snooty. And then Prinplup is so proud it refuses to like form groups with other Prinplup, uh Primplip, or whatever the heck it's called. Um so yeah. So basically, that that's the story. It's just a bunch of snooty, and then basically you get to to mob boss Empoleon. Yeah. Uh. Well, I'm sure I'm sure like the story with Empoleon is I don't know what Empoleon probably cuts people's heads off when it's like you know gets the wrong dish served to it at a restaurant. Like <laughs> um, I mean, is it like Empoleon of all them? Like looks oh, like I'm right. I was 100% right. If anyone were to hurt its pl- pride, it would slash them in two with wings that can cleave through an ice flow. So there you have it. <laughs> Don't feed Napoleon salad with croutons or otherwise it will cut you in half. <laughs> wow. I, love it. I mean, that's not even... That, that That comes straight from the Scarlet... Uh, okay, so apparently that comes from the... Originally came from the, splat, uh, the Platinum. 
uh, Pokedex entry, and then they brought that back. You know, uh, they kind of like removed that from more recent uh, stuff. And then, uh, no, it was in black and white too. So never mind. Yeah, so there, there you have it. You know, just a just a happy Pokemon that will kill you if it doesn't like the food it serves you. Nice, I love it. All right, that's going to do it for us this week on another episode of a wild podcast has appeared. Thank you everyone who watches live. You can watch live on Facebook, on Twitch, uh, on Twitter slash X, whatever it is. And otherwise you can find the show wherever your podcasts uh, can be found. So please, like I said, tell all your friends uh, about the show. It's one of those things where, you know, when we started this thing, I was like, man, I'd love to show up when we, if you just search Pokemon podcasts and have our show show up as like one of the main results. And sure enough, Many years later, we were there. We did. We're it. there. I love it. And that's only because of all y'all. I'd be remiss to not talk about the Discord. I mentioned it earlier, but the Discord, if you want to find the link, it is in the episode description. It's in the show description. And then you can find a link to it on X as well. We have a pinned post with the link. Tons of great stuff going on there. Sounds like we're probably going to have to create a Pal World channel uh, for anyone who, who tries it and, and wants to talk about it there. But yeah, plenty of really cool stuff there. <laughs> a lot of a uh, lot of uh, card pulls and Pokemon memes and news and things like that. All that's there. So make sure you check it out. Semantics does a great job of uh, keeping that up and running for us. We appreciate him forever. All right. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation, you can find the show at Pokemon Pod CB on Twitter. You can find me at Jim Viscardi. Megan is at Megan Peters CB. Christian is at C Hoffer C Bus. Until next time, folks. May the shiny luck be in your favor. We'll catch you next week. Peace.